are live. We're live. It's happening. Always. And forever. And this is one of my favorite branches of government to discuss. The tertiary branch? Y- yes. It's yes. a plant joke. <laughs> That's for all my horticulture bros and sisters out there. <laughs> The judicial branch. Yeah. 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 It's one of the three branches. It is. It's very exciting. uh, Whenever there is a Supreme Court nomination, it is a major deal. Yeah. Why would that be, Kevin? Well, they have a lifetime appointment. Absolutely. So you got to get it right. Yeah. And if you you get it wrong, you end up with Clarence Thomas. And so it's really important. Or Amy Coney Barrett. I had to make up for my Clarence Thomas joke earlier. Yeah, he did say one off. He made one off air, and I was like, "You son of a gun!" And but you made this one on air, so that yeah. one's like, "Wait, you more than redeemed yourself." Thanks. You put me in a really good mood now. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm, I'm a little fired up. I'm a little fired up. Okay. Uh, I know. You know, after watching, I know when there's a midday change in um, content for the <laughs> podcast that you're real geared up. Yeah. So I'm coming in hot. Hot. But a little bit lower energy than usual. I was I was sick this weekend, hence why we couldn't record on Sunday. Uh, and to be honest with the with the team, the the Mad Libs community, yes, um, I had some nausea and some throwing up. Yeah, and I felt awful uh, early Monday morning, mm-hmm. and then Tuesday was the recovery day where. You know, I still had some of the aches and pains and the chills, but it was going away. And by Tuesday night, I felt much better. Uh, but even then, Tuesday, watching the clips from from day one and then watching it again today, I felt like the nausea came back every time Lindsey Graham spoke. Yeah. Every time Ted Cruz spoke, I, I, I felt sick to my stomach again uh, because it was a travesty of a hearing. Now... You know, I just typed your uh, your symptoms into the computer here, and it says you might have network connectivity issues. <laughs> it might be the network. The digestive <laughs> network did have some connectivity <laughs> issues. Uh, you know, I, I, I was looking at it, and, and I know that the Kavanaugh committee hearings turned into a circus. But that made sense, right? Because it was a very con- heated situation. Mm-hmm given that there were sexual assault allegations and people wanted to do their due diligence and really bring forth all that they could. Right. Right. And make sure that this person getting a lifetime appointment is not only ready for it, but deserving of it. Certainly. And in my opinion, you know, he didn't really have the greatest resume, uh, but you know, fine. They approved him. That was the Republican pick, and it it got through. So so be it. Amy Coney Barrett had a lesser, uh, you know, application, a resume, if you will, and she also got through. And this is mm-hmm. just part of the process. So the Trump administration got Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett through. And that has tilted the Supreme Court. Now, there is all this talk of packing the court and this and that and the other thing. But what we have here today in the last few days is a very, very qualified candidate to be on the Supreme Court. And the questions being asked by some of the most 
senior, I wouldn't say highly regarded, but certainly senior Mm -hmm. members of the committee were absolutely befuddling to me. I've, I've from asking about baby books to being able to be a Hispanic man and calling himself Asian to, you know, asking if the bill of rights is for a prom queen or a high school quarterback, like the shit that was being said tonight or today, absolutely baffled. Yeah. I mean, I said this earlier when I was at the restaurant, um, to one of my guests and it, it, and know, a listener, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, shout out Maureen. Hi Maureen. Um, I, I think that there were some lines of questioning that were fair. Yes. And, and even from some of the, the senators, um, I don't like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that Ted Cruz's like line of questioning could have been if he, and he some of it was outrageous. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he did a great job because that's not the case, but like I think some of his questioning was reasonable. I just think that he took it too far, and it's the same thing that they did with you know what they've done with other Supreme Court justices. Um, you know, some of the Democrats did it with when you know Trump with Trump's appointments, where it's like it just got too outrageous and it became like a sideshow instead of you know a, a line of questioning. Because mm-hmm. um, like, are I haven't read those books that, and this is I'm only bringing this up because you just mentioned it. I haven't read those books and like, you know, maybe they're not the best for children and maybe they do send around a wrong message or not even a wrong message, but the mess, a message that you don't totally agree with, but like just taking it to that extreme of that he did was, I, I felt unreasonable. Um, and I actually, I was going to say this to you off air. I actually had high hopes for Ted Cruz when he first started his line of questioning yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, he acknowledged like that they went to law school together and they were on different, um, you know, things together, law reviews. And I was like, okay, maybe this is going to be okay. And he started out his line of questioning. It was okay, uh, but it it ramped up very, very quickly and I think went in a a wrong direction. Um, I think that instead of beating around the bush, I think that they should ask the questions they want to ask and accept the answers that they get. Now, you know, um, Judge Jackson, um, she avoided questions much like many other Supreme Court justice nominees do. Um, I did, I think, and sometimes at some point she did it pretty eloquently. I think at other times it was just like, okay, cool, you don't want to answer the question. But the problem I have is the senator's wasting so much time trying to get her to answer the question through other means. Well, here's. You know, that's a two Give me your thoughts. Yeah, there's there's two parts to that. And the first is they were asking some questions that had no merit. Like for instance Correct, yeah. about the book, yeah. right? And he was basically trying to signal towards critical race theory. Right. It's an anti racist baby book and it says, you know, babies are, you know, taught from birth to be either racist or anti racist and blah 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 and blah. And there's blah. no in between. Yeah. And so you know, he was asking her about that. There's no fucking reason to ask about a baby book. It is indignant of of the stage. It is absolutely. And she has no control over that book. She doesn't choose it, even though she's on the board for that private school, which it's a private school. They can do whatever they want. Right. Within reason. Right. I, I feel like I say that with everything. Within reason. <laughs> well, <laughs> but Actually, there's a lot of leeway with private institutions. Well, right. But, like, she didn't choose the book. No. 
you can ask her if she agrees with the book and she can I think actually I think he did ask if she agreed with the book and she said that she hadn't read it right and not only that it's not it doesn't matter she's there to talk about her court briefs yeah her you know her time as a public defender her time in law school her time in whatever and while her personal character is also on the line the way she feels about a baby book or a pre-k book doesn't really affect anything that has to do with the supreme court and that's one of the major issues the several republicans and like i said there were several republicans that i was like hey that's a great line of questioning i don't necessarily agree with mike lee on almost anything yeah but it was it was a well executed, respectful line of questioning. Ben Sass also respectful line of questioning. Um, uh, Tom, uh, I think it's Tom Tillis. Tillis had a respectful line of questioning. I don't agree with almost anything that yeah. guy says. I don't think Kennedy was too far off. Kennedy base. was Kennedy he was, he was, a, was he was at least polite. Yeah, he was respectful. Yeah, the questioning was bizarre, but not yeah. not obstructive to the process. He was one or two cheese sticks short. Today or yesterday, you know what I mean? It's like that. It happens. I was He's old. I was baffled that I love his voice during one of his his colleagues' interview processes mm-hmm. processes. Uh, he was literally like on his iPad and then closed his iPad and got up. And I was like, "What just happened?" He was trying to delete all of his child porn. <laughs> Dude, the way they were questioning about that, and we'll, we'll get into that. The way they were questioning about that was bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. And I, and, and so I get what they were trying to do, but that was the frustrating part of for me is yeah. they were trying to play the emotional game yeah. and raise red flags where they knew their base would go fucking crazy. Yeah. Critical race theory. Yeah. Oh, child pornography is bad. Everyone agrees with that. Yeah. Right? Everyone yeah. agrees with that. And, you know, they were trying to paint her out as being sympathetic and not right. tough. As, as Cory Booker pointed out, the Fraternal Order of Police approved of her nomination, yeah. right? They endorsed her nomination. She's got a lot of police uh, family members. Right. She's got a lot of police family members, service members in the military. Yeah. She got the FOP's endorsement. Uh, Cory Booker liked to bring that up. A lot of the Democrats did because people were trying to paint her off as soft on crime. And it's like the the one body that is most supportive of being tough on crime is the Fraternal Order of Police. My dad was a member of it, yeah. right, having been a police officer. And they are all about, you know, law and order and the, the old way and whatever. you or the original? <laughs> the original. Larry uh, Orbach. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I and I think that the line I think that the, it, it was it's fair to bring up her her rulings on on the child pornography cases. If you want to bring that up, it has it has to do with law. You know what I mean? I think yeah. you, can, you can ask. Play, Why did you play, sentence this way? Yeah, exactly. Explain, and then if you don't like the explanation, th- that's for you to decide. You know what I mean? But you can't just. I think they were just kind of badgering her a little bit about it. it it's it's interesting. Like, why did you go less than what the prosecutor asked for every single time? Uh, in I think in all four of the cases that they brought up, yeah, the, um, I think there I think it was actually six cases they brought up, yeah, 
but she had levied 46 percent less every time for sentencing it was it was in those particular cases where Cory booker was able to show that she's actually in the mean like she is completely average with her sentencing proceedings it was these several instances and all she kept saying is you can't take just a select few court cases and expound that upon everyone's body of work. And it was a real Tulsi Gabbard moment where, like, Tulsi Gabbard constantly repeats the phrase, like, stopping uh, regime change wars. Mm -hmm. And she probably said that a billion times during her campaign. Mm -hmm. I feel like she, you know, Jackson really said a whole bunch of times, like, this is for you to decide. Like, I I follow... The Constitution. Yeah, the, Yeah. the legislation that you put down. Mm-hmm. And the restrictions and guidelines for sentencing, mm-hmm. um, you know everything that she is supposed to take into uh, into account, she she takes into account and she sentences accordingly, and that's really all she had to say. And she kept saying, you know, con- this is on Congress. If you want me to, to to rule things differently, you tell me how you want me to do it, uh, or what you want me to take into account. So she did a good job of putting it back on them. It was just so repetitive, but it's because the questioning was so repetitive. So, and I I'll, I want to get back to that in just yeah. a second. I'd like to go over who, who, who? you know, the, the candidate is. Here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> who, this, who this candidate is, uh, Ms. Jackson, right? I'm sorry, Ms. Jackson. And I look at, you know, the Washington Post has this incredible graphic that I have in front of me. And it really lays out the qualifications of all of the Supreme Court justices. Yeah. And really... Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson is one of the most decorated candidates to reach this position. Mm-hmm. And it's illuminating because of course she's going to have to be the most decorated. She's a, she's an African American woman. You have to be above every expectation in order to get to where you are as a person of color in America and especially when you have a bunch of old white men hurling shit at you. And so I look at this. You look at her education. She came from a public high school. So she comes from a very normal background. She went to an Ivy League law school. Okay. She was uh, brushed off, you know, at an early age when she said what she wanted to do. And her story is like just really invokes a lot of emotion and in- inspiration. And she brushed it off. She gets to Harvard. She clerks for Judge Breyer, who is well-liked by both sides of the aisle. She clerks for Justice Breyer. She becomes a public defender. She has one of the most pronounced defenses when she has to defend, uh, I think it was two different, no, it was four terrorists, no. Two of the four people in Guantanamo Bay that were part of the terrorist attacks of 9-11. She was also part of the Sentencing Commission. So she helped, you know, in in, uh, 1984, Congress created the Sentencing Commission to provide more transparency, to uh, provide more fairness and equity in sentencing and ensure that going forward, we are always evaluating the sentencing uh, 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 process Mm -hmm. in order to make sure that those that are culpable are punished properly and proportionally. Right. And then she was also a district judge. So uh, she was approved not only once as a district judge, then became an appellate judge. Mm -hmm. So she's been approved twice. Right. In this in this by this body, 
She was approved two years ago to be an appellate judge. So let's think about that. Why are all these questions coming about now? Why was she approved as a district judge and an appellate judge? And I think Ben Sass caught it head on when he was talking about how cameras shouldn't be allowed in the courts in America because people act differently when there are, when there are cameras in the court. And he said, it's even here. He called out his own colleagues for their jackassery, quote, jackassery, because people act different when they're trying to catch a quick clip for the camera. Brian winks all the time when we're on camera. All the time. All the even time. when we're not, baby. Yeah. I just did. So I, I look at that, and, and the, the great thing about this, this you know, Washington Post graphic is it really shows how many you know, judges are lacking little bits here and there and can be great judges, some not so much. But when you, when you pull up Jackson's credentials next to all of these, everyone else is the one missing something, not her. So she is walking in the most qualified candidate. And so because of that, the these several Republicans had to raise red herrings that were just a complete distraction from the real truth here. Like, what are we really trying to grill people on? I, and I think part of the reason that they, they, they come down like that is not only because of the camera um, and not only because she is super qualified, so you kind of have to um, come at it from different angles. I think it's because they know no matter what, she's going to make it through. Well, I, I, I hope so. I really think she will. Because now you only need the 50 right. Democrats, and mm-hmm. then obviously Kamala would be the, the tiebreaker if needed. Right. right. The goal, though, is to get it bipartisan, right? And I, I, I really do believe that there are some people that will do the right thing. Like, I do believe Sass will do the right thing. Yeah. I believe Romney will do the right thing. Collins, uh, Murkowski. Robert. <laughs> if she ever became a senator, I don't know what I would do. Uh, and, and then finally, I think even Tillis, uh, you know, alluded to him believing in her. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I was just very frustrated by the charade that happened. And Lindsey Graham point blank said it's not her fault. It's because of what the Democrats did to Kavanaugh. Yeah. So. Yeah. He said, Did he say that today or yesterday? Today. It was today, yeah. I watched that one. And I, I'm... I'm baffled. You're an elder statesman and you at no point are you ever going to be the model, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's your job as an elder statesman is to be the model. You know, yeah, and it, you're the big brother in this scenario. You know, who was it? Was it Cotton that was going after her for the terrorist with the war criminal thing? How dare you call George W. Bush a war criminal and Donald Rumsfeld a criminal? I think that was Cotton, yeah. Yeah. They, first off, they fucking were. Okay? They invaded a country. We're mad at Putin. What did we just do to Af- what did we do to Iraq? Damn it, I was just gonna say that. Okay. What did we do to Iraq? Now Bush has since, you know, cleaned up his image because he paints some 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 paintings of of you know wounded veterans in his impressionist style or whatever and sells them and donates all the the funds to, you know, VA hospitals. And that's great. They probably wouldn't be there if he didn't want to invade Iraq in the first place. But she didn't even say that they were war criminals. She was defending two men from Guantanamo Bay that alleged that they were tortured. 
And in the court briefing, she has to say that they were tortured in a way that would constitute a war crime. Right. And Cotton is so fucking dumb that he's like, well, that's like calling him a war criminal. No. And this is what Jackson had to do over and over again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was like, oh, that's awesome. She was able to school them. And she did it in such a composed way. Kevin, that was the thing that I thought was so magnificent about this whole process was she was so composed the entire time. And there were moments where you saw her like cock her head or double blink or like are give that, are you fucking serious with this question? Look, like about the books and stuff like that from Ted Cruz. But when Cotton asked that, she was able to explain the le- the legalese behind it all. Mm-hmm. And which that, I wish she would have done more of. But I do. I think that because I'm and I'm 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 just playing. I'm not even playing devil's advocate. I'm just. I know that you're gonna. Um, and I'm not. I'm not saying she didn't do a great job. But I know that you're gonna softball this for her for sure. No, I'm not. And I think. And I think that she deserves a lot of credit. But there was uh, nothing I softballed. No, I mean you're you're gonna be softer about it. Why? Why do you think that? Why do I think that? Because I think that you really like her. I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve due credit. I think she did a great job. Yeah. I just, I wish she could have explained more. I want more. I want more, Brian. But uh, more of what? Want, what, what? Everything. What, no. Everything. But see, here's the thing. I want, you can't I want, just say everything. No, 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 no. Let me explain, Brian, before okay. you jump in here, okay? Okay. I, I won't Ted Cruz you. Cool, cool I won't Ted Cruz hey, you. Cool your fucking jets or I'm going to dick Durbin your ass. <laughs> oh, bang your gavel? And what was that? Like, bang your gavel. Okay. But then what does yeah. that mean? Oh, it just means that Dick Durbin's angry. He's about to go the big Hulk. dick. The big dick got angry. The big dick Durbin. All right, good, go ahead, continue. So, what did you want more of? I I wanted more answering. I think that, and I I kind of alluded to this earlier. I think that um, oftentimes, and I understand why. Um, oftentimes, when you're being pestered with all these questions, okay, and they're coming at you, and it's nonstop, and it's three days long, and you're like, "Fuck, this is the worst job interview of my life." It's a lot of pressure, and I know that sometimes you have to kind of dodge and dip and dive um, to show, to, to really emphasize the point, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fair in all of my ruling, okay? I don't let emotion come into it. Mm-hmm. I get that, because, you know, you don't want to explain your answer in, in such a way that it gives any inkling of bias. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think that there were some opportunities that were missed as far as, and I'm, I'll try to come up with a, a good example for you. Um, but there were some opportunities missed where I think that an explanation, like a, a better a better explanation would have made me happier. I think she did a phenomenal job, truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I, I really think that she'll get the seat for sure. And I'll be, and I'll be very happy with that. I, 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 I think she 100% should get the seat. I also thought Merrick yeah. Garland should get the seat, but you know, Republicans find a way sometimes. Oh, Merrick. With that said, I think the one instance where she didn't go as far as people wanted was the child pornography thing. And, and I think part of that was, you know, much like Ted Cruz didn't really give her a lot of chances to answer things. Yeah, he kept talking over. Her. Yeah, you know what I mean? So like I think that that's a good that, that's part of it as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and there was a couple of times where she got rolling on an answer, and I was like, okay, here it comes, baby. Give me the information. And then I feel like she would be interrupted. It happened with Cotton at one point. Um, happened with Lindsey Graham. Okay, so you said no. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, well, no, she was explaining something that I would love to hear the answer to. Right. And but, then eventually they kept repeating the question and she's just like, I stand by my answer. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. not, I'm not going down this road again because she right. kept getting interrupted. Was it, was it Graham that brought up religion? Yeah. There, I think there might've been someone else who brought up religion. Yeah. She too. didn't want to bring up her religion. Been, actually, it might've been Kennedy. No. Somebody, uh, somebody else. It was up, definitely Graham did yeah, once because yeah, he somebody, talked about Catholicism. Yeah, but somebody else did too, and she because she mentioned that she she would not let her religion interfere with. Mm-hmm. It was Kennedy. He brought it up at the very end of his questioning. Okay, okay. Um, and again, I don't, I didn't like his questioning, but I feel like well, of, what, of of a lot of of some of the senior Republicans, he you know the the main the main uh, child pornography case that re, you know kept getting brought up by Ted Cruz specifically, but also Lindsey Graham was a case about Wesley Hawkins. Mm -hmm. And I did some deep diving. The New York times did a really good coverage of it as this was happening, brought up the whole court case and then did a synopsis. I went into the court case and I was like, Holy cow, that's a lot of stuff. Did you you just look at the summary? It should be at the top of the court case. Yeah, Yeah, I did. Well, yeah. So, well, I'll, I'll show you after, uh, but the 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 summary was really done well by the New York Times. And so I looked into this court case. And so the the young man was sentenced to and, and Ted Cruz said he was sentenced to three months while the prosecutor advised for 24 months. OK, so there is a is a big discrepancy there between three months and 24 months mm-hmm. incarceration. And the defense asked for one day. So to give a little background. This was a high school student. He was 18 years old in high school. Uh, he was a um, young man finding his sexuality. Turns out he was a homosexual in a uh, very conservative family. So he didn't have a lot of outlet in terms of understanding his own being. Now, number one, obviously child pornography is never okay, period. But. Actually, there's no buts. Period. End of statement. Exclamation point. In this instance, the young man uh, was looking, according to his defense, was looking out of curiosity rather than, as the New York Times, or as the court brief said, it was one to identify rather than to exploit them sexually. And it was uploaded onto YouTube, and that's where he got found out. The moment he was found out, he immediately started cooperating with the police he was uh you know in interrogated and then you know interviewed by psychologists the psychologist recommended that you know there wasn't a a sexual deviation attached to this it was more to explore and be curious uh trying to connect with his emotional peers and he was emotionally stunted all of this so there was a lot more there than what ted cruz was saying now am i justifying his behavior absolutely not But the prosecution had said that this is a very unique case and only asked for 24 months as opposed to the usual, like, I think they said 57 to 92 months or something like that. I I hated how they did it in months instead of by year. I I hate when even people, babies, yeah, yeah. I hate that. I never. My baby is 12 months. You mean a fucking year old? Yeah. Sometimes I'll say 18 months, but like after that, it's not like he's 19 months. No, No. he's a year and a half. Yeah. Or like, oh, he's 24 months. He's 26 months. No, he's, he's two years two. old. He's two. Yeah. A little over two. Yeah. 
Anyways, that's a really good point. I didn't like the months thing either. Yeah. But okay, so they were at 24 months, which is two years. Mm-hmm. She br- brings down the sentence to three months. Yeah. But then six years of supervision, close yeah. supervision, including like computer monitoring and yeah. all of that. This is a high school boy yeah. who made a very bad mistake, gets punished for three months. So he go- he's incarcerated for three months and then has six years of supervision. Yeah. I think she did what she thought was best for the boy in that situation to rehabilitate, also be punished for the crime, uh, you know, uh, avoid sending him up for failure in the long term where he becomes deviant. Mm-hmm. The The goal of punishing a young individual is to avoid future deviance. But if you're going to incarcerate someone for, for years, mm-hmm. that's usually going to be something that determines their lifelong outcome, right? Right. Especially at that age. Right. And this was, a, you know, there was psychologists involved. Even the prosecution had to ask for something smaller. And she went even below that. But then it continued the supervision. Right. Right. Much longer than the prosecution even asked for. So this is all very misleading. But this is what the Republicans were trying to paint. They were trying to paint a picture that she is both soft on crime, specifically child pornography. Because everyone, when I talked to my wife about this, she went off the rails. Because everyone has a visceral reaction. People listening to me right now probably had a visceral reaction to why are you even stating the case here, Brian? Because it matters. The 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 process because the devil's in the details. The legal matter the process matters. And if we don't pay attention to the minute details and we don't show empathy, and we don't think about the long term, the big picture, all of those things, then what is the point of the judicial branch at all, right? So to tear apart this woman's career and misrepresent an instance like this, which I don't think she necessarily did the wrong thing, but to to misrepresent to everyone and badger her for two days about a couple of court cases like this, was baffling to me and you know what i wish and i don't know why the democrats didn't do this but emphasize some of the points like but they tried to emphasize her overall record and blah 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 so i mean you can only do so much she you know has to defend herself but she shouldn't have had to defend herself against this bullshit in my opinion at least what did you think of um when I and I think this was Cotton as well. He brought up the fentanyl, the drug, like her some drug cases that she had uh, mm-hmm. um, been the uh, judge up on uh, that she had judged. I guess she should have said brain function decreasing now. Um, <laughs> Daddy's getting tired. Um, but what did you think about that? Because that was another thing that they kind of they were trying to hit hard was you know uh, it, Cotton brought up the the drug kingpin. The guy that got caught with like two bricks of coke or two bricks of heroin that were uh, laced heavily with fentanyl, mm-hmm. um, and how you know this individual bragged about it and blah blah blah, and he ended up getting twenty years, um, and that was because they tied in an old court case that was I think ten years or twelve years old for some sort of a minor infraction, mm-hmm. um. And she she apologized to him at the ruling, saying she had to do this twenty year sentence. Yeah. Um, 
What were what were your thoughts on that? Because I think it's I think it's very interesting. Um, and he did try to take part of the. Um, gosh, what are they? What was it called during COVID when they were letting people out of prison? Oh. Like yeah, because chance, they they try like, they try to make it sound like she wanted to release all of the federal prisoners or something. Yeah, yeah, um, whatever it was, you know what I mean. This individual at least got a hearing, um, but yeah, I just wanted because I I mean I it it struck a chord for me because, why only because like things like fentanyl and heroin and stuff like that like. Um, well, it's it's uh, near. It re- it resonates with me. I will say. Okay. Um, and so, people who deal in those kinds of drugs, um, I have very little sympathy for some of them. For yeah. most of them, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was interesting her ruling on that, and not necessarily her ruling, but the comments that she made. And it's it's definitely a case that I will look up later because I don't know the exact details of it. Yeah. I only know that what was brought up in the hearings. Uh, that was yesterday. Um, yeah, I don't remember the exact verbiage, to be honest. That's okay. And it, very similarly, it's okay. like it was, Tom, it's, it's been three days of information. I don't right, expect with, you to have it unlocked. With Tom Cotton, what a I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> trust anything he says because he was also saying she called him a, you know, George Bush war criminal. Right. No, didn't. fair. And then argued, well, we're just arguing semantics. No, they're very different things yeah. that she said. He did a lot of that, though, where he was trying to twist what she said in certain cases. And then when getting called out on it, it's like, oh, yeah. no, we're just arguing semantics. No, the, the, yeah. the words in those specific orders matter very much so so i don't i don't recall specifically i do remember them bringing up the the drug kingpin thing yeah listen i very similarly and this is the reason they targeted that was because people have a visceral reaction to the crime yeah and therefore their emotions will already be high rather than fully process the entire situation right similarly to the child pornography thing right the moment you hear that you have this oh well they can burn in hell they deserve this they deserve that you know yeah. put them away forever and bop okay and i'm not i'm not of that mindset no either. i'm but, not saying that you're saying that but like but people I, I have think, that visceral reaction yeah. similar to a drug dealer yeah. right and and similarly this point was made like that young you know uh, uh, what? What's his name? Walker, wasn't it? Watkins. Watkins. What? The eighteen-year-old. He was a consumer, so it's almost like a a drug user user yeah. versus someone that's perpetuating that material, right. right? Right. So the supplier is far worse than the demander in those situations. Certainly similar to the drugs. Well, in this case, he was a supplier, but even still, there was an attacked on amount of time mm-hmm. that basically 20 years is the majority of your life, right? It's a chunk. Not 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 necessarily the majority, but it's the majority of like your adulthood because okay, from 20 to 40 you're out and then what? How do you start making a life at 40? Yeah. And then by 60 you're on the you're on the downslope. Yeah. So you're losing this massive chunk of your life and it wasn't going to be that much had 
he not had that probably that little caveat or whatever that all of a sudden threw it up into the maximum levels. And I think that's what she's apologizing for. But she owns the fact that she has to go by the rule of the law. Right. And I think she was sorry about that in the sense that, hey, you know, it's one of those shit happens. And I think she was trying to show empathy in her courtroom. And I have no problem with that. Yeah. I, I, I That's how I interpret it. Yeah. That's fair. I was just curious. Yeah. I, I at the at the same time, I also have a visceral reaction to, you know, drug dealers and in the the life of hard drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I know people personally that have experienced that, have died from it, have you know yeah. relapsed, all of those different things. And the one thing you want to do is eliminate the supply. Because yeah. it it's a it's a disease it's a sickness yeah and doesn't most of the fentanyl in the world come from either China or Mexico? That's a really I thought it was question. China. I don't remember. It's terrible. I know the opiates that that comes from Afghanistan, right? I think so. I saw that movie with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, not Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Denzel Washington. What's that? American Hustler. Oh, or what, is that thing? Is that what it's called? American Gangster. American Gangster. Yeah, it was a good one. Gangster Hustler. Gangster American Hustler. Yeah. They call it Ga for short. <laughs> you just Ga Ga. <laughs> so, yeah. Going back, I, I, I don't remember all of the verbiage. I do remember yeah. it more as a sign of, uh, of empathy. Yeah. And understanding that, does he deserve 20 years? Probably. But, you know, at the same time... Had that other little caveat not been there, he yeah. wouldn't have gotten that, and it's unfortunate. But hey, yeah, he also and, did the crime. So. Yeah, at a certain point too, prison should be about you know actual like reform. Yeah, you and I preach that a lot. Yeah, and and you know here in America we we just don't. And yeah. it's, it's a we shame. had a very good episode on that actually. You guys should go back and check that out if you haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, that's a good plug. You're really good at that plug. Mm, yeah, right in there. Yeah, but yeah, so <laughs> I. I was relieved when Cruz Holly was another one that I thought was absolute shit. Uh, but you know, to go back, I really thought you know Ben Sass was you know respectful, Mike Lee was respectful, and Tom Tillis. So I don't necessarily think it was just Republicans and Democrats. Obviously, there was a clear divide. But in most cases, yeah, yeah, there was still. There was still a level of respect, even in the shit show that was the Kavanaugh committee. Mm-hmm. What I saw out of Cruz and and Graham were particularly uh, vengeful. Yeah, and, and Graham openly admitted that's right. why he was doing this. Yeah, and that's a travesty, and you should no longer be allowed on the committee to to not only behave that way, but to flat out admit it. Openly. I don't know. I don't know how Cruz keeps getting committee appointments. He's just one of the senior members, and you know the chair has so much authority and how many people get you know seats and where. But he doesn't. He the the Republican leadership also has some room for the appointments. Yeah, I think I figured it out. What's that? It's the whole senior aspect. Sometimes when people get older, they start to act more childish, <laughs> and I think that's the phase that Cruz is in. Perhaps could be. Yeah. Could be. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> I I think overall though, 
I'm I'm very hopeful. I thought Cory Booker's speech tonight, he had, you know, his 20-minute segment and he just used it to basically give her a break. Yeah. And he just riffed on how important it is to see her when he sees her, he sees his mom and his cousins. One of his cousins was in the audience to support yeah. uh, you know, Miss Jackson. And so I think that moment was really moving to me. He he did a great job, talked about uh Miss Jackson's um uh I I like idol and then you know he idolized Harriet Tubman and looking to the North Star and he looks at her like She's going to help America find the North Star and, and, you know, he's no one's going to steal his joy, no matter how much of a mockery some of those other assholes made of of this whole segment. Yeah, I, I thought that was really, really moving. But more importantly, it gave her 20 minutes just to, to just breathe. breathe. Yeah. And he even said, like, there's only five more of us when he started. There's only five more. You only have five more to go and you're done with this bullshit. He didn't say bullshit. Uh, and I thought that was really poignant. And then he went off on his little rant. And, it, you know, Cory Booker is really good at that. He's really good at tugging on the heartstrings. And I think he did not only a good job of that, but giving her a break. And then she had that recharge. I think she had a couple of other really nice moments down the final stretch. And um, I'm very hopeful I, I'm I'm more hopeful of it being bipartisan, because if this is a bipartisan thing, I can I can understand it. But as Cory Booker pointed out, you know she had been a, approved at the district and appellate levels. These questions were never asked in the past, mm-hmm. and so were people sleeping on it, not doing their job properly the first time, or is this just for a show? And I think that was the most poignant piece that was spoken by anyone other than Jackson yeah. today was why weren't these questions brought up the first time that she was, I think it was unanimously accepted as a district judge and then bipartisan approved at the appellate level. Mm-hmm. Why is it so contentious now? Like, were you not doing your job? Because all of the court cases referenced today were not necessarily as a, a an appellate judge. So all of a sudden, what? Yeah. So I think, I think that was one of the most poignant pieces of the entire night, and I hope that reframes everyone's perspective as to how much of a mockery four old white geezers decided to make this committee today. Yeah. All right, Brian. Yeah. Time to weigh in. I'm weighing in. We got what? a rule? What? Time to rule? Yeah. Okay. We got a gavel. We need a gavel in here for you sure. You need a gavel. Because I'm the share. one that goes off the rails. you got to rein me in with a gavel. Dude, I would share my gavel with you. You would. Um, but that's why you deserve a right. gavel. What's the percent chance that she gets through? Give, I would me, say, give, me, give me the percent chance that she gets through and the percent chance that she gets through bipartisan. I would say 85%. No, I would say 90% she gets through. Okay. Because really now conservatives, I was reading an article that like conservatives are flocking to Joe Manchin to like not go with it. And if he doesn't, then she's gone. Unless you have Murkowski and Collins, Murkowski's still around even, Collins, Romney, 
the, even like Ben Sass and Tillis who, yeah. you know, were respectful and, you know, Sass had even said he looks forward to working with her or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I think bipartisan, I give 65%. Okay. I'm going to say that she gets through 96.7%. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure about it. Okay. And then bipartisan, I will give a 62.5%. So there is a 35% difference in the fact that she gets through to gets through bipartisan. Yeah. I feel like that's fair. Wow. I feel like that's more fair than most of our Supreme Court justices. Ow! And I'm out. <laughs> On that note, uh, as always, thanks for listening, Mad Libs community. You're wonderful. Tell us what you think. Do good. Be great. Try and roll, me and my friends try and hit the road, try and catch a wave, gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but 